Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. And welcome to season four, episode 16. You gotta love square numbers. Yeah. Boop, boop. We do. We do. I do. Yeah. This is an exciting Dude, it was a, it's, it's an episode. exciting episode. We're ready. We're like ready, but also there's so much to talk about. I, I'm entertained. Every day, I'm entertained. We by are entertained. Martial arts. I feel like I just need to 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 tell you to like rein it in, or else who, we're gonna me? be you. Who else am I talking to? Oh, okay. Or else we're gonna be talking for like two hours. Don't worry about about it. everything. Don't worry about it. I am activated right now. I got my pre workout. Which, by the way, for our listeners, in case you didn't know, uh, you. Not our listeners, you, because this is a running joke. I don't use your name anymore. Drink pre-workout before every uh, single oh, episode. You're telling everyone. The secret's out. But today's so have I. Oh, boy. You're <laughs> so I'm amped. <laughs> and I didn't work out today fully like I normally do. Even though I work out every single day because I got my second uh, job today. So Job? Jab. Jab. That's, oh. what they call, uh, that's what the kids call the COVID vaccine. The kids call it that? Yeah. That's stupid. I think the, the kids uh, in their late 30s and early 40s. Okay, because they don't know what a jab is or what a needle is. I know, they're all fools. Uh, why don't you tell people why we're so excited? <sighs> Yo, we can't even... We're going to tell... I'm going to tell you about last week's UFC card, but so much of it has to wait for the top five. So UFC 261 was... The main card was Faya. Faya. What you should know um, are some notable winners. Anthony Smith, Brendan Allen won both fighters. We wanted them to win. What we didn't mention, or maybe we didn't mention clearly, I just feel like it has to be thrown out there, was this was the first UFC card, really the first any sporting event in over a year with a full capacity crowd. No more capacity. No more 15,000 Jacksonvillians. Is that what they're called? called? I don't know. Jacksonvillians, I think, yeah. They should be. That's it. They are now. In Florida, fucking shithoused. We started watching with the main card, and George is like, they are drunk. Like, the crowd was like crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, I am a... Pussy ass, northeast liberal (laughs) that believes in science and believes that we should be taking COVID seriously and have restrictions still. But it it looked like a party. It looked like a a really fun time. Nair, a mask in sight. I was looking for a mask. I was looking for a mask. Bruce Buffer, he put his mask back on. Yeah. Because he's smart. (laughs) Um, And then also um, at the arena was Jake Paul because he's a fucking loser and he was like causing some beef with DC, which is just hilarious because 
Did you hear what DC said yesterday? No. On Ariel's show? I just heard a clip no. of it on, on Twitter, but it wasn't even through like their Twitter. It was like someone else like copy pasted it, which was weird, and uploaded it. Uh, but basically, DC was like really serious. He's like, and I don't want to box him. I, I want an MMA fight with him. He's yeah, like, but- Because I don't even care about money. Like, he was like serious. Like, yeah, they I want to fuck though. that kid up. Oh, that would be great. Be- the best tweet I saw to that was somebody was like, no commission would ever approve of that. That's literally like locking someone up with a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, anyway, UFC 261 was awesome, and I can't wait to talk about it more later. More on that later, but shit, I didn't even realize that there was already another card again this weekend, and I didn't even know that there was actually good fights. Uh, <laughs> Dominic Reyes is fighting Jiri P, uh, <laughs> which is uh, some a po- Polish name, maybe? I don't know. Prozaska. Pro- uh, so good. Let's go Dominic Reyes, man. Yeah. Um, Cubby Bear, Cub Swanson, um, for all for all of you Kingdom watchers, he, oh, he was on the first yeah, episode. The first sure fight, have yeah. watched it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Cubby Bear Swanson is fighting uh, Giga Chicka Daisy. Uh, so that's going to be a fun one too. He's fighting a woman, like whatever. Uh, Marab Dvalishvili, you really, you really got me on this one. I, I know. know how to say Marab Dvalishvili because I've already, I've already said it a thousand times. He's fighting Cody Stamen, which I didn't know that that was happening. Was that like I a had last no minute? idea. I don't think it was the last minute. That's the fight to watch, everybody. That that's is the fight to watch for sure. The fight yeah. to watch, and I just want to say that. Sarah Wongo team has like not been hitting it out of the ballpark. Really have not. Really so, have not. Marab, you can do this. I should text Ray Longo just you say should. sorry about everything that happened this weekend. You should. I'll talk to we'll talk about that later. Um, other fighters this weekend, Ian Kutalaba's fighting, which is cool. Uh, Sean Strickland, uh, Marab Dvalishvili, we said that, and Cody Stan. And someone named Andreas is fighting, so go Andreas. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Oops. <laughs> Not a top three this week. No, no, no. It's a five-rounder it's this week. Let's go. Top five. Mama hit him off. All right. Number one, we must talk about PFL, the Professional Fighters League. Let's go. We have mentioned it so many other times, but this is really exciting for you, friends. You can watch from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, which is in December. This is exciting because it's a season. It's like real sports. You can watch it as though you're watching your favorite team, but instead you're watching your favorite fighter through each weight class. This is exciting. And don't worry if you don't have a favorite fighter. You're going to learn about them because these fights are on Thursday night. How per. Thursday night fights. Thursday night fights and uh, PFL has already been kicked off. So the 2021 season kicked off with featherweights and lightweights. Honestly, there were a lot of really good fights that we wish we told you about, but we'll tell you about the results now and it's going to pull you in. Do you feel yourselves the magnet coming to PFL? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So what happens is a ton of the same fighters in the same weight class fight each other. And then winners get a certain number of points based on the type of win they get, based on what 
round they win. And then the ultimate goal is to win their division by the end of the season and win a million dollars. Some of you might remember that the final fights are always on New Year's Eve. And George and I have gone to see them twice or once. I can't remember now. It's pretty crazy. I think we only went once to the New Year's show, but we went to another fight maybe. I think yeah, we only went once know. to New Year's. Only once did I lie to my family blatantly and say Anyway, oh, no, no. You can imagine the fun it is to have jam brunch <laughs> to get drunk, to go to the city on New Year's Eve to watch fights and get drunk, to jump, literally jump on a train to try to get back to Brooklyn in time for midnight. <laughs> it's just like the most calm way to kick off a new year, you know? Yeah, it's really us. <laughs> calm, cool, and collective. So... And the fights from last Thursday, former champs and million dollar winners, Nathan Schultz and Lance Palmer lost. And so did Anthony Pettis in his PFL debut, which seems like bummer losers. But no, this makes it even more interesting because Schultz and Palmer had won their weight division two years in a row. So now things are going to get spicy, potentially. Because maybe not. Remember, it's all based on points. Yeah. So it's okay if they lost their first fights. I, I love, love it. This. I love it. It's a great concept. And really, we should we should hold the hands of throwing fists. We're going to enter a partnership with PFL. I think we got to. Yeah, this we could It's get. cool. They're in New York on New Year's Eve. <laughs> They're fighting uh, in Atlantic City. We could yeah, literally we go went. down we there went. every Thursday and... Do this shit live, man. But it's really cool. I think the, the concept of just being able to fight and keep and keep score and also be able to tell you, instead of it just being like, this guy beat this guy who lost to this guy or whatever, you could really be like, this guy has 18 points because he right. had three knockouts in the first round and he's so far and above everyone else that even if he loses this fight, so then you have people fighting defense, right? Like there's going to be right. parts at the end where they're just going to need to try to get to a decision, win or lose, which right. could be boring, but also could be I exciting. I don't care that. that that's... Yeah strategic and I don't it's care that so either. much I know <laughs> and it's so much better than not knowing if you're going to earn whatever yeah. shot you have Absolutely. like the UFC plays their favorites game I just saw a meme with Robert Whitaker did I did you see it I uh, sent it to no, holding no, no. hands all right, I, I will tell you about it now because this is already too long. So this Thursday at 5.30 on ESPN Plus, then ESPN2, you can watch the welterweight and light heavyweight season kick off. Some notable fighters include Rory McDonald and Ray Cooper the third. Whatever, not many names on this card, but the scoring is going to make it super fun. <laughs> Verbal meme. It's the year 2042. Whitaker is on a 44-fight win streak. Whitaker is excited because Dana said he's about one win away from a title shot. <laughs> and then they ran uh, a picture of Robert Whitaker through one of those filters that... Uh, Ages gives, people. Yeah, and gives all your information to <laughs> the Russian Communist Party. Yeah. Anyway, Robert Whitaker is a fine example of how he wishes he had points. He'd have enough points for a title shot. I'm preparing myself for number two of the top five because it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Leg injuries, guys. Leg injuries happen back to back this Saturday, and it was just really rough. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rush through this stuff. Um, we've been talking about this in past episodes, and basically, there's a nerve that runs down your leg that um, makes it really difficult, especially if you get kicked b- beneath the knee. Uh, that's a trendy thing that's been happening. Uh, shin kicks, I guess they call. Why them, don't right? they call it the funny nerve? 
I mean, if that's what it is. Right? That's what it is. It's the funny bone nerve, except when you hit it really yeah. fucking hard and you can't even stand up on it. Right. And I think the funny nerve is usually thought of as the upper body, but it is. It's the same freaking nerve. It's in your lower body, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. I'm going to patent that. We're phrase. doing all the hands and throwing fists saying, protect your funny nerve. Um, so Jimmy <laughs> Crew fought first, and uh, Anthony Smith kicked him. And we've been at fights where this has happened, where your the nerve just turns your foot off, and you can't put weight on it, and it doesn't seem to really hurt the person mm-hmm. because they're kind of like so amped up on adrenaline, and the foot the the visual doesn't match what their subjective mm-hmm. experience is for sure because it looks like their foot's broke yeah and it's not they're they just can't put weight on it and when they do they fall down and it looks silly nothing's as ever nothing's uh, as embarrassing as when this happened to michael chandler mm-hmm. that we've spoken about in bellator several years ago at medicine square garden where he tried to fight on one leg they eventually called the fight and then when the in between, I guess, in, in the aftermath, someone put a stool down for him to sit on it, and then someone else pulled the stool away, so he went to go sit down and oh. sat on his butt. So do yourself a favor and Google Michael Chandler gets stool taken. But it had nothing to do with oh the funny God, nerve or no. anything. It he was just so got sad. bamboozled. Stoozled. Well, Jimmy Crute, uh, that happened to him, and it was just weird. Uh, so credit to Anthony Smith. We're a fan of his, uh, and th- it was cool. Did you see what he did at the press conference what Anthony Smith did afterwards Mm -mm. he walked up and he also does commentating for the UFC so he's really good on the mic and just really comfortable in general and he walked up and the first thing he did was he's like I'm not taking any questions from anyone who picked the Jimmy Crew he goes all you guys fucking picked him he goes nah I'm just kidding (laughs) so it was pretty funny but then next what just the next fight was just absolutely heartbreaking Chris Weidman from Long Island came out the all American oh my uh, gosh we were so excited he looked Good. He looked he good. He not looked this good yeah. in a long time. And uh, he uh, he didn't throw anything. Uriah Hall's opponent didn't throw anything. And 17 seconds in, the first strike thrown of the whole thing, Chris Weidman kicked Uriah Hall and broke his own freaking leg when the kick was checked. His shin just shattered, which is crazy. A shattered shin. Shattered shin. <laughs> oh, my. Which is crazy. And Paul had yeah. the audacity to call it a little boo-boo. Yeah, yeah. But then Damn he, you, bro. He was also grossed out. <laughs> grossed out by it. I mean, no, it, it's 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 it was heartbreaking. It was freaking super heartbreaking. But thank God he already had surgery and is in good spirits and he has a good support system. And it's just crazy. You, you, you brought it up to me that like uh, it uh, causation doesn't mean correlation or whatever. Basically that there's been three shins shattered in UFC history. One of them was somebody that I don't that I don't remember. The second one was Anderson Silva's shin shattered. <laughs> this is such a good time on twister. Chris Weidman's shin. So Chris Weidman caused the shin shattering, and then third, Chris Weidman's shin was shattered. So he's been part of sixty six point six six percent of all shattered shins in the <laughs> UFC. Um, so it's, it's just wild, fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, Thoughts and prayers to Chris Weidman. And then we're just going to keep the ball rolling, going up to number three yeah, let's in the get top to, five. Back to good news. Because it is good news, but I also want to say that why this thing hasn't come around. It's an interesting, uh, I think, conclusion that I came to that we spoke about, and I got to tell our friends and listeners to. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, uh, 
beat the fucking dog shit out of Jessica Andrade. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, just straight up, there's no champion that I think is as better th- than the rest of their dis- division mm-hmm. than her. She's just way better than every other woman that's 125 pounds. She's a sick martial artist, has been kickboxing and doing everything for over 25 years. She was asked afterwards about the shin kicks, right? And and the question is, so many people are like, why have having the shin kicks been a thing, right? Why are they such a recent development? And she kind of talked about it. She's like, I don't think it's a good technique. It's dangerous for you and for your opponent. Mm-hmm. And then it makes me think the, the Thai's fucking perfected kickboxing, right? Muay Thai is, is pretty much as close to a perfect striking art as there is, right? And they don't do that stuff because there's just, I think it's too brutal. There's not enough longevity in it. Like, And the risk is not worth the reward. It's, you know, maybe then you say, okay, well, Dustin did it to Connor and it helped him win and the same thing. You know, there's all these people have done it. But one more, one more shattered shin. And I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking lose my shit. <laughs> no, one more shattered shin and people are really, if it hasn't happened already, people are really going to think twice about throwing it. For sure. For sure. I love Valentina's win because she's fucking so awesome, man. She's, she's so cool. But trilingual, <laughs> trilingual. But now she's and she's been doing it. She's gotten to a point where every time she wins, it's in a different fashion because she uses what their opponent, her opponent, is known for to beat them. She's like, oh yeah, you think I only do this? I'm gonna do that. That's true. People thought that and Jessica still had the, Yeah, people thought that Jessica had the grappling advantage. Valentina took her ass down and did not let her get up and beat the fuck out of her. Sheesh. And George brought it up last week, but damn the women on this card are talented. Number four in our top five is that Rose Nama Yunus knocked out Wei Li Zhang. We were rooting for Wei Li. Honestly, I, I if I don't bet, I would have put money on Whaley. Mm-hmm. Like she is a fucking powerhouse. And Rose knocked her out in a little over a minute in the first round. Head kick. Perfect little head kick followed up by hammer fists. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Rose, Rose. Rose is great. She's legit. She is so legit. And I didn't think about it until after. But so Rose has been affected. She doesn't like to be like in the spotlight. And then she was in the van when Conor McGregor threw a hand truck, (laughs) threw a hand truck through the bus at the UFC in Brooklyn. And she was affected by that too. She's an emotional person. And she was super emotional when she got this win. She was crying. It made Joe Rogan like start crying and acting like a big baby, which is like, whatever. But it was like awesome that Rose won. She's the first woman to regain a belt. So Rose was a champ Mm -hmm. and now she's the champ again. That's a great achievement. This is incredible. And I do not like her husband and head coach, Pat Barry. I think he is, they have a unusual relationship and I do not have the right to judge other people's relationships. Mm. However, he comes across as extremely controlling Mm. and he is literally always there. Like she went to go get a Manny before the fight because we watch Embedded and so should you. And he's like up her asshole during a pedicure. Like, dude, let her sit on her pedicure chair (laughs) and enjoy getting a pedicure. 
Anyway, I say all that because I want to point out how much I liked him after uh, yeah. she won. Here, let's let's see how uh, he hyped her up. It was it was like actually really cute. Who if I ever won anything, I would want George to come up to me and be like, "You the best motherfucker ever." <laughs> <laughs> so store that in the old nogs, babe. Dude, Rose really her striking looked crisp. She looked bigger and stronger than Wiley, which is weird because in my head hmm. she's such a small petite mm-hmm. girl, but like her, she looked bigger and stronger even though she was only 115 pounds. And her striking was just so great. Um, her coach is Trevor Whitman. And Trevor Whitman also is Kamar Usman's uh, striking coach. So getting to number five Ooh. in the top five, which Ooh. really should be called George's favorite MMA coaches because I got a bunch of them and I really <laughs> like them all. But goddamn, Trevor Whitman had two champions fight and win on the same night. Like won, won their title again and one retained their title. Sheesh. Kamar Usman knocked Jorge Masvidal the fuck out. He knocked him to sleep. Man. Man. I don't even know what to say besides the fact that I, I we've been saying it. And I think I, I, I wish I actually listened to last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did, but again, uh, Kamaru, he's just, I, he's the best pound for pound fighter in the world right now. I think Hot he is. Tamale. He really is, man. How, how do you outstrike Jorge Masvidal? Where everyone gave Masvidal the striking advantage, you know. And the thing is, Usman's wrestling is so great he doesn't even need to use it because nobody wants to try shit on him, and he doesn't have to try it because people are so afraid of his wrestling. That and that's what happened mm-hmm. here. Usman was was Masvidal yeah, was so afraid a wrestler of wrestler yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, but not not to Usman's level. Yeah. And I think that's what it was that when you're when you're. Uh, when you when you're good at wrestling, but you're not as good as right. these elite wrestlers, you start playing a game that you shouldn't be playing, and then that's what happens. You get caught when you play games that you don't want to play. Back in the day, when Connor was fighting uh, Chad Mendez at the beginning of Connor's uh, whole run and stuff like that, Connor does have good grappling. People shit on him and say that his grappling is awful, but it's he's, it's not bad. Uh, but one time, him and Uriah were going. I back love and that forth. you're wearing an Arland T-shirt as you say that. Don't out me. All right, come I'm on. so proud of you right now. <laughs> yeah, you want me to talk to you about your outfit right now? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I think it's really cute. You look gorgeous. You did this last week or the week before too. I like what you wear. Uh, so Uriah <laughs> told Connor, he goes, "You know, just enough wrestling to get into trouble." And I like that uh, phrase because I know just enough wrestling to get into real trouble. <laughs> Shit happened to me the other day. I got fucking mat returned hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was beautiful. Kamara was like a scary guy because he is only getting better. Yeah, that's like the thing. he is learning yeah. so much, even from his last fight he's getting better mm-hmm. like that's wild good for him it's a thing for life it's a thing for life i, I always want to just be getting better mm-hmm. and masvidal while jacksonville florida was eight thousand percent behind him and masvidal was for sure trying to use that to his advantage he was a very gracious loser and you know holding hands and throwing fists 
only likes people who are also humble in defeat. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than losing and just and, and owning it, you know? So, I guess it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. This episode was brought to you by the Greek Easter Bunny. Happy Greek Easter, everybody. Hoppity hop hop.